Hello, market meditators, and welcome to your daily market briefing. Short, snappy, no BS, 10-minute daily updates about the crypto markets. Delivered to you by me, Kin. Why are the cryptocurrency markets so bearish right now? Why is Bitcoin stuck at 22k? And what is with that huge red candle? In today's call, we will discuss Silvergate and Binance to understand what is keeping the crypto market so bearish. And I will also share five implications of the Silvergate collapse and what it's going to mean for the cryptocurrency markets. Kim here, delivering your Wednesday macroeconomic update of the cryptocurrency markets. So where does our story begin? What is Silvergate? Well, Silvergate started out as a very small bank back in 1996. They actually started out with just three branches in the Southern California district. But you see, the CEO, Alan Lane, was one of the first people to identify a powerful new trend, the cryptocurrency markets. In 2013, Alan Lane personally invested in Bitcoin. And it wasn't long after Lane's first taste of crypto that Silvergate launched an initiative to start serving crypto clients. Fast forward to today and Silvergate can boast a lot of previous successes. In 2019, Silvergate achieved a public listing on the New York Stock Exchange under the ticker SI. According to their Q3 2022 results, they also achieved $12 billion in deposits from 1,677 Silvergate Exchange Network, or SEN, customers, including all major cryptocurrency exchanges and over 1,000 institutional investors. And during the last crypto bull market, share prices surged over 2,500% from about $8 in April 2020 to a high of $220 in November 2021. It's all going great until it isn't anymore. Let's move on to the collapse of Silvergate. Silvergate's downfall begins with the collapse of FTX. Sam Bankman-Fried really is the crypto gift that keeps on giving. On November 11th, Silvergate issued a statement regarding exposure to FTX. In light of recent developments, I want to provide an update on Silvergate's exposure to FTX. As of September the 30th, Silvergate's total deposits from all digital asset customers totaled $12 billion. Big up Silvergate, of which FTX represented less than 10%. Silvergate has no outstanding loans to, nor investments in FTX, and FTX is not a custodian for Silvergate's Bitcoin collateralized SAN leverage loans. To be clear, our relationship with FTX is limited to deposits, said Alan Lane, CEO of Silvergate. Doesn't this sound familiar? Every single company that went on to collapse from FTX initially claimed no exposure to FTX. On November 28th, SPF admitted that FTX-related user deposits were routed through Alameda's bank account at none other than Silvergate. On the exact same day, Silvergate denied having any outstanding loans to troubled BlockFi, describing their exposure as minimal. But already some clouds of doubt and uncertainty were trying to shuffle their way in. And then the regulators came knocking. On December the 5th, Senators Elizabeth Warren, Roger Marshall and John Kennedy squad sent a letter to Silvergate requesting records of FTX's fund transfers. 
This only intensified on the 4th of January, when Judge John Dorsey ordered the seizure of FTX funds held in a Silvergate bank account. As discussed, Silvergate is listed on the New York Stock Exchange, so when there's doubt or negative sentiment, you really see that play out in the charts, perhaps in a way you might not get for a private company. We already started to see around January this sharp decline. On January the 5th, Silvergate also laid off 40% of its staff amid this steep decline in the share price. At this point, these bankruptcies are almost becoming textbook. You say that you're not in trouble, turns out you are in trouble. You lay off your staff, what comes next? The withdrawals, of course. Right around the time that Silvergate lay off 40% of its staff, there were over $8 billion in withdrawals. By January the 17th, Q4 results revealed a net loss of $1 billion. And foul play is also not completely off the table. On February the 2nd, Bloomberg reported that the US Justice Department's fraud unit was looking into Silvergate's dealing with FTX. So, in the eyes of many, Silvergate becomes woefully ignorant at best and an accomplice at worst. Neither of those is a particularly good look for a stock publicly listed on the New York Stock Exchange. As you can imagine, all the factors we've spoken about sent share prices into freefall. But then there was the cherry on top of this financial disaster ice cream sundae that caused a catastrophic 50% price dump. That giga dump was triggered by Silvergate's announcement on the 1st of March. Silvergate, last week, provided notification of a late filing. Filing of their annual 10k report was delayed as they needed more time to analyse the impact of regulatory inquiries and investigations, as well as to let an independent auditor complete an audit. Delayed filings of annual reports are bad enough on their own. Combine that with everything else that Silvergate is facing. Truly the nail in the coffin though was the public response to this late filing. A lot of analysts downgraded Silvergate or cut their rates or targets for Silvergate. In the traditional markets, especially for publicly listed stock, the annual reports are analysed and then analysts makes predictions to investors regarding the future prospects of that company in question. So for Silvergate, a lot of analysts cut their predictions, cut their sentiment for the future success of Silvergate and that's what investors listen to. Just as in investors sought to wipe their hands clean of association with Silvergate by selling their shares, so too did institutions by putting an end to any business partnerships. Coinbase announced that they are no longer accepting or initiating payments to or from Silvergate. Similar announcement from Circle, also from Paxos and many other crypto institutions. They all are also confirming that they have no exposure to Silvergate or very limited exposure. Coinbase actually calls it de minimis exposure, which is my new favorite word. Why say small or minimal when you can say de minimis? De minimis. And really, Silvergate seems to have thrown in the towel. Last Friday, they announced the termination of SEN, the propriety network that allows the bank's institutional investors and digital currency clients to transfer US dollars between their Silvergate accounts and the accounts of other Silvergate clients. This was dubbed a risk-based decision effective immediately. So now we understand how Silvergate collapsed. Now let's move on to the five impacts it will have on the cryptocurrency markets. The first thing is price pressure. Silvergate is not free of all association with crypto prices. You may have noticed a sharp sell-off in Bitcoin, that big red candle I mentioned at the beginning of this call. Did you know that that huge red candle times up exactly with the 50% crash in Silvergate stock? And is there really such a thing 
as coincidences. Given the weight and magnitude of Silvergate, any other big negative announcements are likely to cause bigger Bitcoin sell pressure. The next impact is on retail interest. Retail interest and demand drives up prices. That is simple economics. During bull markets, retail investors are more trusting of the crypto markets and more willing to take risks and their demand contributes to a rally. Events like FTX and now Silvergate increase distrust of the crypto markets. We get so many headlines from Reuters, Bloomberg, uh, Wall Street Journal, Financial Times, talking about how disastrous this is with very negative terminology. And as much as we love these markets, we need to be realistic. From an outsider's perspective, headlines like this are hardly inviting. So it is likely we're going to see a sharp drop off in retail trust and interest. Impact number three is collateral damage. Do you know how everyone says they had no exposure to FTX? Even Sam Bankman Fried himself was saying that everything's fine until everything blew up. Well, would you believe that everyone is saying the exact same thing about Silvergate? Given the size and scale of Silvergate operations, it seems wise to assume that there will be some collateral damage and we might see some other cryptos face the pressure or even collapse. Point four is about regulatory ammunition. If regulators, particularly in the US, are looking to build a case for regulation of crypto, events like the collapse of Silvergate give them a lot more ammunition. Already we have heard that the White House is keeping an eye on the Silvergate situation. This is according to the White House press secretary, Karine Jean-Pierre. The White House also are comparing it to other crypto collapses and are saying that President Joe Biden has called on Congress to take action in this area. So the regulatory argument is given more power. And point five is about the future of centralized crypto. With FTX and now Silvergate, the trustworthiness of centralization in TradFi and crypto has been thrown into question. Whilst the regulators' efforts to bundle all crypto companies the same is short-sighted, what is true is that all these companies have centralization in common. Even Binance is not immune to the FUD. A recent Forbes article focuses on the shuffling of funds by cryptocurrency exchange Binance. The movement was used to draw parallels between Binance and FTX. CZ Binance was quick to respond to the allegations whilst also questioning the credibility of Forbes. So whilst he seems to have won that battle, they continue to face heat. For example, the SEC staff are claiming that Binance US is operating an unregistered security exchange amongst other scrutiny. So Binance, other centralized exchanges are continuing to face pressure in light of everything that's going on with Silvergate, FTX, etc. It might be tempting to simply say in light of all this that the best course of action is to rely on decentralized methods, but it seems unrealistic, at least in the current state, for all of crypto to run without any centralized routes at all. That is the story of the rise and collapse of Silvergate and five ways it is going to impact the cryptocurrency markets. That's a wrap for today. I do these kind of updates once a week for market meditations.